today um, the second season of The Great Pretender, that anime I was telling you about, just came out. Uh-huh. And um, they're in the middle of one story, and then they start telling the, um, basically the origin of this character, who, you knew sooner or later they're going to tell it, you just weren't expecting to tell it this way, and there's connections you didn't see there before. And I'm like, oh shit, you know what I mean? And then of course it just ends, you know, you see this character in a way you never have before, and then mm-hmm. it just ends right on like the super dark, bleak note, which the show doesn't do too often, so you're like, what the fuck? You know. At least not like the old days where it's like, okay, ne- tune in next Saturday. <laughs> or Toonami would be like, to find out what happens next time on Dragon Ball Z, wait two years. Well, yeah, because well, that well, you know what happened. And this would be the time they wouldn't even fucking tell you that. You would go to watch it next Saturday, and then when it came on, it'd be episode one again. You'd be like, "Fucking kidding me? <laughs> we don't need to give you the memo. You don't fucking work here. You'll show up anyway." <laughs> Tsunami. Yeah, that used to be the one. Where I was just like, "Are you f- fucking like? Oh my god." That makes me like so glad to like not watch regular TV. And it really it sounds weird. As much as I love Cartoon Network and everything, Cartoon Network's the thing that like killed watching TV for me because I just always think of like Full Metal Alchemist, and that's that's the show that was the one that was like, no, never again, not doing this. Because I remember like every Saturday night, I'd be like, gotta be there, gotta fucking watch it, gotta keep up on it, and so on like that. And then the worst thing would be is like you get like a friend and be like, hey, you want to come over Saturday? I'd be like, sorry, dude, you don't got Cartoon Network. <laughs> I got to see what Ed and Al are up to. Who are they? Are they, like, in our phys- physics class? They got Cartoon Network, though. <laughs> yes. So, like, it, it, everything revolved around it. You'd be like, well, you can come over to my house, but we got to watch it at, like, you know, 8 o'clock. You're going you're gonna to have to watch Full Metal Alchemist. I know you've never seen any of these episodes because, obviously, you don't have Cartoon Network. <laughs> Nickelodeon what? watched That's a motherfucker. His mom re- That's his mom revived? <laughs> can you believe that shit? Like, I have no idea what's going on. What, that, that, that kid stole his arm and his leg? That's who took it? Just, like, walk in on the most confusing part of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like that, and then also, too, it's like, that dictating t- thing is like, if say if you missed that Saturday, like, something came up, you missed an episode, you'd be, like, kicking yourself all week long. Because you always would miss the episode to be, like, the most pivotal moment. So that other friend at school would come and be like, dude, you didn't fucking see? Like, all this stuff happened. You're like, Whoa. You you could you could have taped it on VHS for me. Well, if you would have asked, I guess I should have just asked. <laughs> nah, it's uh, it was one of those things. Yeah, well, tsunami, tsunami, and Adult Swim definitely did that because they wouldn't they wouldn't advertise like season finale like they do today. Like, go watch it anyway. Who gives a shit? Yeah, hey, I mean, if they tune in and it's still a rerun, we get we, <laughs> that looks good to our advertisers. Fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel. Like they just kind of tricked us. But I just remember, like, that, that's that's the pinnacle moment I thought that it's like, you know, it, like in 2006 or something like that would have been like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not letting, I'm not letting the fucking TV run my life. I'm breaking free. You know what I mean? This is like before, like even streaming and all that kind of stuff. I was just like, just not doing. It. I'm just, I'll just buy the DVD set when it comes out. Boom, done. <laughs> and life was great from that point on. <laughs> so, hello and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I didn't know we were recording. I'm Ryan Dunnigan. Yeah, that's okay, you know. So we we haven't done a fun intro like that for a while where we just come on like rambling like we just fell off like a fucking like steamrolling ship and so on and just like, whoa, hold on, we're on the waves, just go for it, man! Surf it, dude! And note to that is me 
And the thing is me, like, well, I didn't know we were fucking recording, fucking asshole. Don't take <laughs> You're like, back. shit, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll put my fucking shirt back on. <laughs> and, and pants. <laughs> I'll punch the computer, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we're coming back with more 007 since, you know... I was about to say, since MGM's not giving us a movie, well, I know it's not fucking MGM, it's Sony Pictures now, but... <laughs> You know, since we're not getting our movie, they're just going to hold it hostage. You know what I mean? They're just going to lock Bond up and just Daniel Craig be like, well, you know what? Maybe if you fix the world, we'll give you Bond. How about that? How about that for a fucking... <laughs> Get that vaccine out there a little quicker. Yeah. <laughs> be like, yeah, we yeah we already showed the movie to Kim Jong-un. Yeah, she just saw how much he paid us. <laughs> Get that, if y'all get that fucking Q-level work ethic, maybe we'll get this thing out there a little quicker for you. But, um, I do have to say, I love how this one kind of starts, coming in versus from my other one. Like, you, you flip to, like, literally, like, page two or whatever, the book, and you're like, am I reading a fucking Batman book? Is that fucking Two-Face right there? Like, what the fuck is going on? On page two? Yeah, like, like, well, not even, like, I don't know, like... You come into this book and you get past the cover and the dynamite logo, and it's like there's literally a picture of Bond with like half his face missing, burnt oh, flesh. Oh yeah, it looks kind of fucked up, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it like literally is two faces you can all be. So it's like, hey, if you thought that uh, the Bruce Wayne kind of looking Bond was kind of <laughs> confusing, guess what? It looks kind of well. Even the next page, some, when when action is going on, it's a little crazy. Some of the characters look a little Greg Capullo-ish, which is an uh, artist who worked on Batman. Not all of them, but, like, on the um, credits page, mm-hmm. like, uh, that right there looks kind of Greg Capullo-ish. I'm sure that the, uh, I'm sure the artist, uh, Eric Gepster and Robert Carey don't want to hear that, but it looks a little like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, th- that should be high bar praise no matter what. But they're probably like, fuck you, I'm older than that guy. I've been doing it they much longer. You always gotta compare me to that guy, yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, the majority th- of the time it doesn't look like that. But, it, right, right, like, sometimes some of the action scenes when characters are moving quick. I think when there's something when you got a character who's a little bit more... And I know Bond's not, like, jacked and he's not, like, massive. But when you got characters that are a little bit more, I guess, kind of, like, square and kind of... Um, Sometimes the suit makes him a little bulkier. Look what kind of bulkier, and there's like kind of swift action going on. It always looks kind of great Capullo-ish to me. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean there. Now, do you, is this artist or art team, I guess you would say, is this one different on this book than the first volume? It just feels like the art's looking a little bit... It feels you know, different. Yeah. It lo- feels, this one feels more stylized than the last one. I mean, I guess I could look up, but that sounds like effort, and I'm going to have to backtrace out of this, you know, and so on, but... I'm just going to go off of it, I think it is. Unless, like, the artist came in one day and he's like, you know what, I did the first book like this. Brand new idea for the next one. Forget about it. You know what I mean? Let me do it. Shit. No, the, the book's called James Bond 007, the most confusing fucking title ever. Well, you look at Frank Miller's artwork from when he was working on, like, Marvel as a just as an artist, and then you jump over to Dark Knight Returns and Ronin. Like, what the fuck happened? I know. I remember when I got like those early Daredevil ones. I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be fucking awesome. I'm like, looks just like. Are you sure this is Frank Miller? Did somebody just like you know put the wrong name on here? It looks like every other Marvel book of like 1979 or whatever. Or is that or there's that Wolverine goes to Japan one that's drawn by Frank Miller and that one. It's like. You can probably look for the Millerness in it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's kind of not to bring Frank Miller down. But when I think Frank Miller, I feel like angry, large, bulky dudes gritting their teeth with scratchy ass lines and a little bit of blood everywhere. 
and then you look at like his earlier stuff, like oh, it looks like normal comic book art. Yeah, it, not that it's bad. It just it just kind of. I mean, I know that's the time period where like Marvel's like, yo, we all draw the same. All draw the same. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare. Bro. One of us. One of us. Yeah. Then Jack Kirby's like, well, I like to square off the fingers. He's squaring off the fingers again. That's going to send those DC guys over the edge if he squares the fingers off again. For some reason, I don't know why that bothers them so much. <laughs> That's better, like, there's like a 1950s like powwow at DC. They're like, can you believe this Jack Kirby guy squaring off the fingers? What a mook! Well, truth be told, I mean, a lot of the publishers at the time didn't even have the... They didn't really even give a shit about what they were making. I believe the writers and the artists did, but it was more of just like, just like we're selling stupid books to stupid fucking kids. Like, why well, have a little bit of artistic integrity? Fuck your integrity! <laughs> Draw the fucking bat person! Oh, <laughs> uh, we're at Marvel? I-, I don't give a fuck what it is. We got a bat somewhere in there, I'm sure, you know. they. <laughs> just yeah. do the next fucking, just put out the next fucking... Cause like the cause like um Atomic Skull book. Actually, we do Ghost Rider. Atomic Skulls is what the DC rip off to us. Like fuck you, just do it. All right, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, just that sort of thing. You know what? If you just put up with his yelling, and once he walks out of the room, you just get back to drawing whatever you want to draw, and it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, pretty much. It kind of summed up. I think I'm guessing. I I wasn't there, but I'm guessing that's what it was like, probably to some extent. It's like I know this is so off topic once again, but it's like Nolan Bushnell, the guy who created Atari. He used to come in the room and he would like, after someone's like already been working for two weeks on something, be like, "Dude, maybe you should do it like this." Yeah, 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 yeah. And people kind of first were like, "What the fuck? You told me to do it like this two weeks ago. Now you want to switch it around, so on?" And they just realize it's like, "Oh, well, all you have to do is just say, yeah, sure thing,' about three times, and then he'll go out, and then you just keep doing what the, whatever you were doing. And it keeps going on." <laughs> <laughs> he already forgot what he was doing. He already forgot what he suggested. Did I suggest you to do that? Like, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> but back to Bond. Oh, forget here. for Nolan. But back in. Back in London. Yeah, I guess that's where they're starting off, like, Bonds. So it, it's kind of interesting, because, like, the last book, you know, we're kind of talking, we're like, shit, is this, how is this kind of connected to Goldfinger? How is this connected to Daniel Craig? Where does this take place? Is it its own thing? When you when I was reading this book, I'm like, oh, shit, this is almost kind of like a Goldfinger remake, but just in a completely different way. You know what I mean? Because it takes sort of some of the big bits, and then, but does its own thing. Because right here, Goldfinger's like at the card table at the casino, and he's got the you know the glasses on instead of like before. You know, he just had the earpiece in. And he's like, oh, I have to wear this hearing aid. Don't mind me, buddy. Oh, and do you mind? I don't like to be in the sun. Can I sit this direction? Yeah. Well, I was, <laughs> and I was say, like, um... the guy's just like, oh, okay, Mister Goldfinger. You know, and I always question this. How I lose to you every fucking day for the last three weeks, and you know, you you got the hearing aid. I always have to sit on this side. Maybe I. Maybe there's something wrong going here. No, no, no. No, I just, you, you know me, I got a bad ear and I, the sun scares me. I'm Irish, you know. Why is that guy always standing on the balcony looking down on me, too? Oh, with his finger to his oh, ear. That, that's weird. my uh, hot wife, daughter, whatever you want to fucking call it. That's your daughter? Well, no, not really. That'd be fucking weird then if it was. <laughs> but, um, don't, don't I'll, I'll be honest, her. I actually... <laughs> I own Goldfinger, and I remember liking Goldfinger, but a lot of the old 007 movies, depending on which one, I don't remember them beat for beat, moment for moment. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of this, I kind of don't really remember the card game, but I can kind of see this feels very Bond-esque, and it wouldn't surprise me if they took more of that kind of stuff. Like, I'll say that they kind of changed, maybe artists changed partway through this, but I feel like they kind of changed Goldfinger's look. Like, at the beginning, he looks like kind of like... 
Archie, who might, I don't know, he may be kind of like a little thicker, a little fatter, or he might be that kind of like um, husky kind of workout kind of, you know what I mean? Sometimes you get those people who work out and they don't get that, like, they don't get that definition, but they get a little bit more of like muscle, but it looks still kind of like baby fat kind of, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's kind of the weird thing, because it feels like he looks younger in, the, in volume two than he does in vol volume one. Like volume one, it looks like he's 45, and this one, it looks like he's like 22. On this part, which I think that's an interesting thing for Goldfinger, like a younger Goldfinger. He could be older or he could be younger either way, but mm -hmm. I just thought this is an interesting way to open up on him. And even though you know he's cheating and even though you know what he's doing, he isn't as immediately hateable as he is, like, as you think he'd be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it is that one, because then Bond shows up and he kind of, like, you know, of course, is in on how Goldfinger's doing it, see he's cheating, so he just kind of, like plays it. he almost like bruce wanes it off because he kind of does the thing where it's like he almost acts like he's kind of like drunk like oh what do you know i just won dude you know my bad mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well he and bond also he's able to kind of like just make a little bit of small talk with bond like maybe we could do some business ventures together yeah i just got like hey you know you got a trust fund i love money <laughs> let's invest <laughs> <laughs> i got a trust fund too let's see what happens you know go from there but um, and then as it kind of continues on, you even see like Odd Job kind of like you know pulls him to the side and whatnot. After that one other, the third guy that's playing there that's getting conned probably for the last three weeks straight. <laughs> going to get him this time. This time I'm going to fucking do it. Martha, it's, it's okay. I, I know we're real in debt, but I, I got a real good feeling tonight. That Goldfinger guy's going down. <laughs> is he wearing? Is he bringing the John Lennon glasses with him? Yeah, yeah, he is. I'm pretty sure those are like X-ray glasses because he's because he beats you every time. Like that's fucking stupid. Why the fuck would he have X-ray glasses? I don't know. We live in a world with spy shit. <laughs> no, oh, oh, you. No, no, no. It's, you know, it's just the old bad luck we got. Bad luck. It runs in the family. Yeah, that bad luck that I'm gonna get rid of the second. You know, you go play cards <laughs> with him. <laughs> You know, uh, why'd I ever quit my job over at the Diamond Mines? <laughs> yeah, I blew it all the way here. <laughs> I had a sweet, cookie, cushy gig there. But he never paid me nothing. Because that was his whole thing. He was like, I guess, the enforcer in the Diamond Mines that um, Goldfinger was running, more or less. And he never got paid for what he did, but he's not like he can go to anybody because it's like, hey, <laughs> I was doing all this illegal child labor. Yeah, <laughs> for this old Irish guy. Well, I guess he's not old at the moment, but, you know, and he likes gold a lot. It's, it's a weird story. It's weird. This morning, he's 22, by the end of the me. day, he's like... <laughs> by the end of the day, he'll be 48, though. It kind of goes back and forth. It's one of those ones, like, it's like this story. It's like, oh, what's he doing with the gold? Well, he's using the gold to get youthful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then as, as, as Bond goes there to... Uh, it's kind of like a Rumpelstiltskin kind of thing. Um, because he wants to take me. He's not spinning like he's not spinning like um, the yarn or whatever. The the gold. He's not the spinning yarn. yarn to gold, but he's taking like all this gold shit and just making it more gold. So <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I want this shit uncut, and um, he ends up eventually. Bond goes there and he's going in. He's like it's just a uh, st typical like business venture, and then he's like, "Oh hey, check out this gold I brought." Oh fuck, dude, awesome. Like hey, where the fuck's the bathroom? And then he goes wandering down and finds all like this military grade equipment you know hummers with missiles attached all this and that toxic drums all in the same room too so <laughs> yeah it's like one of those ones 
<laughs> and that's right next to the kitchen that supplies, too. <laughs> you didn't leave it by the propane oh. heater, did you? Uh, would you think we should put the radioactive drums right next to, like, um, my meat locker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be getting a new storage room later on the line. Not today, though. <laughs> but, yeah, when he goes down there... If you the space, then yeah, make, might as well utilize it. Yeah, exactly. One of those ones. But then when he does get down there, he finds fucking odd job comes out and they get into it, you know, a scuffle and whatnot. And I love how Bond literally fucking knees him as hard as fuck in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is a panel of like explosive n- fucking knee to nut kick. <laughs> yeah, it's the level of like, you know, the, you know that thing when you see boxers when they're really like tired, they're like in basically like the eighth round and they're yeah. all basically just almost kind of like hugging each other they're like they're like fighting the fuck out of each other just punching the piss out of each other but at some point they just like start like hugging like, <gasps> like resting on each other yeah and it looks like bond and lee are doing that except his knee is like a giant blur right between his balls <laughs> yeah i know just like one of those ones like let go of my purse i don't know you <laughs> just fucking taking him down but um but yeah uh then like they're in the big scuffle kind of throws him out and then goldfinger isn't this right where like his henchmen kind of pop on out yeah and then they capture bond like, you've seen too much mr bond and like special k is there <laughs> agent k is there special k <laughs> that'd be like the austin powers version of the villain <laughs> But uh, the interesting thing is that they, they take um, Bond and Aja back, and then Bond's pretty much gets turned into one of their agents from, like, the last issue. Like, they had the thing where they do the little, like, Matrix implant on their back, and then they're able to con- kind of control them by endorphins and shock treatment. Yeah, and that whole part, um, that's it. that part's interesting because then suddenly bond lee and i forget the girl's name aria or whatever mm-hmm. they're suddenly on this big um mission together and they're uh you know what at some point i'm just gonna make me sound bad i just read the book but um and i i enjoyed it but at some point it just kind of becomes like we got to go here to blow this up we got to go there to blow that up and it becomes like much more like mission based i know 007 is always mission based but i feel like there's enough like time to pull aside for the characters to have a moment where this, after a certain point, once they, spoilers, eventually they do, but once they get the, the pl- implant out of their head, it becomes a lot more like, now we're going to fuck some shit up. But for a while, it is them, you know, trying to, like, plot their way and seeing how they can get out of this. Well, yeah, it's interesting because it almost becomes, like, a Suicide Squad, like, <laughs> type, like, episode or, or issue and whatnot. And it's just kind of interesting because I thought about them. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a Bond story where Bond has to be like, shit, Bond gets kind of compromised and now he's kind of, in a sense, working for the enemy. But it's not like it's over his own kind of will. It's, you know, he, he just has to do it to get by. <clears throat> I'm thinking what would be interesting, and this is probably very fan scripty, but seeing as that this is a Bond universe where they just have all these characters in the same spot, like... If they did do it more of like, okay, so it's um, it's not just Bond, Lee, a.k.a. Oddjob, and then um, this new character. I think Arya is a new character. But if they had something where, oh shit, he has to work with a bunch of enemy agents that have popped up in other stories. Maybe they don't gotta be, like, to the level of, like, you know, Doctor No or something like that. But something like, okay, um, Oddjob, Jaws... 
I'm sure there's probably a couple. I'm, those are the very memorable ones, but I'm, but you know, other like Boris maybe Boris is their hacker or some shit. Yeah, like Scaramanga and so on. The area character. This sounds kind of weird. I mean, she's not like a hundred percent really this or at all, but like she's almost like the pussy galore character. If this was like a Goldfinger mm-hmm. kind of remake, because she has some of those kind of like traits there and so on. Not not like a ton, but like a, enough that like when you kind of start piecing everything together, you're like, okay, I can kind of see that. Mm-hmm. I do like when like they do that one mission like hey we got to break into this get past a security guard oh he's standing out in the sun Bond knows what to do he just brings out like a case of beer he's like here have a beer <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's all it takes for a security guard well I want to say I do like the part when they're like doing the testing of the endorphin and shock treatment plug on the back where he has to where like basically Bond and um, Bond is like alright I want that where the, the doctor the doctor guy He's like, I want you to hit uh, hit uh, Mr. Lee with this with this like uh, mallet or whatever. Now, what is it? A, that's a cricket bat, cricket bat. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, um, he just kind of hits him. He's just like, okay, now hit him. Don't tap him. I said hit him. And then he bashes the fuck out of him. And he's just like, okay, now it's the other turn. So then it's just kind of like back and forth. They just got to kick the shit out of each other for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I know that that part too. Where it's just like, yeah, let's go to town. And you know what's weird? That cricket bat. I kid you not. The way that it's drawn. It literally looks like the Final Fantasy VII Buster Sword from Cloud. It looks like a meat cleaver or something. It's like yeah. the mini version of that. <laughs> I don't know why. All needs is two little. All needs is two little dots for the materia. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I was looking at it. It's like that's almost what it looks like. They're hitting each other with. <laughs> like, oh well, we got these cosplay swords that were you know made for little fellas. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to be like you know the. Uh, they're trying to be like the little. Um, not when you're actually in the fight scene or the cut scene, but when you're actually, or like not the, um, <laughs> not like the fight scene or the cut scene, but when you're just in the overworld kind of look and everyone's all kind of like small and anime-ish. Yeah, exactly. When they just have the very chibi look to them. That's the word I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then more of just like Goldfinger, like I want to shock you. Why? Because I can. But I will say going back to Batman shit, the picture where it's like, okay, now you're going to go to the, the, this, um. I don't think they're going to that island and like on the outskirts of San Francisco yet. I think they're going somewhere else first. They're going to some kind of dig site. And um, when they show this picture of uh, of Goldfinger looking with a smug smile, so I want you to kill everyone. That these profile pictures of, of 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 everyone behind him. He looks a lot like Thomas Elliot from Batman. Oh yeah, I-, I could totally see that. He definitely has that kind of look to him, especially with the younger Goldfinger kind of style. Hmm. No. And from there, oh, go ahead. Oh no, you keep going. Oh, I was just gonna say, and they're going from what you're saying, where it just all takes to for a security guard, like, hey man, this is a. It, oh, they're in, that's right, they're in South Africa, and so the thing is, they want to. The mission is to blow up part of this dig site, but out of that, he wants uh, this diamond site, but he wants to kill everybody there, not just like the important things, but literally everybody, because he wants to send a message. So then they're coming in with. You know, the the scientist is there for some reason. You think that guy would just be on a walkie-talkie, but I'm like, I guess you want to give an opportunity to kill this guy or something. I think so, because it is one of those ones like, well, it's like one of those weird ones, but like, well, you know, like the, the shock therapy thing, we, we just didn't develop a long-range, it works off a Bluetooth connection. We, we, want, we had to save money somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be, gotta dude... be like 30 feet away from everybody for that. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me all we got to do is run 30 feet away and he can't use it anymore on us. It's like, should we get someone who's very athletic and just give him the controller? No, no, he's on tenure. We got to make him do something. He he ain't just gonna sit on his ass and collect a paycheck. Fuck him. Send him into the mines. 
Yeah. And I like what they just they go um, to the mines. It's like they just start like fucking. They're like, sure, okay, we'll follow fucking orders. Just start shooting. This is like the difference is like if, if like Batman was sitting there, there'd be like a moral obligation. Bond, he doesn't give a fuck. You give him a gun and tell him to shoot somebody. Well, luckily he he goes out of his way. He's only shooting like the, the he's security shooting bad guys. I want to. Is the security guard a bad guy right here? Is because there's a different. Isn't there like a different direct? Isn't there like a different section here? Like, isn't this actually ran by? I thought maybe I misread it, but isn't this ran by like a criminal organization? But there's people unaware of its activity or something like that. Yeah, I mean, like let's say this: they're probably not great guys, but they probably also are just guys like, yeah. "Hey, I got out of the military and I need a job," and uh, Goldfinger was hiring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it says right here the um, uh, Captain Ginger here uh, basically says Oro Prime betrayed us. That's that, that's right. That's the reason why Goldfinger wants to take over and destroy all this shit anyway. So I think for that reason, I think there's people that just manage the dig site and they don't even know what's going on. And it's just being funded by this, uh, by these guys that look like kind of shield agents. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then, um, I guess as they kind of go through the whole scuffle there and go through the big battle and whatnot, that's, is this kind of right where they decide that like, Hey, you know what? We could take the scientist guy out and we we have a way that we can uh, break the code on that, uh, little transistor thing in our well, neck yeah because they end up going to, they end up going to and like putting all the they take all the, these they, i want to say they kill the scientist guy somewhere in the in the madness of all this and then maybe not right away but they end up uh yeah they end up putting we don't kill him just yet they end up uh yeah it takes them a minute to do that they end up going and putting all the bombs basically behind a giant ass vault and they say something like okay something of that magnitude it does. It's it's gonna it's gonna fuck shit up, but it's not gonna destroy everything. Given the spots where he put it, but the it's gonna send a frequency which is gonna make this uh, which is gonna cut off like basically the little implants. Oh, that's this. right, because Bond creates the EMP blast. That that's what happens. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, and then from there, like, hey, it all worked out, kinda. And then we cut over to uh, we cut over to like uh, what happens here? They're, they're having a bunch of I think. I want to say they're having flashbacks or whatever. They're having flashbacks to when um, Arya's having flashbacks to all the shit that Goldfinger made her do, I think. And you know, Oh, and, yeah, because uh, it kind of goes back to, you know, they're, like, on the hospital. And they're kind of like, it's. I think it's an MI6-type hospital because Moneypenny's calling in. And she's like, yo. And Bond's like, yo, I'm ready for mission. He's like, whoa, whoa, you literally just got out of, you know, being in a hospital for, like, a couple of days. You were under military control of, you know, Goldfinger for, like, the last, like, four weeks. Like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. No, 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 no Bond, no Bond. Hold on, hold on. Let's make sure you're good, because what happens if, like, you go back in and those, like, you know, non-flashbacks kick back again? <laughs> you know? It's yeah. Like, we got to be a little bit careful here now. You know, like, look at Aria. Shit, she's having, like, these flashbacks of her being out in the snow, like, having to murder a bunch of guys with that evil scientist guy. <laughs> Yeah, he made them drag their own chairs. Yeah, you know, it's one of those ones, like, wasn't going to bring them back himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, so yeah, we kind of get kind of a look in her past and seeing where she kind of was with Goldfinger. And they're kind of like, hey, you know, since you have these flashbacks, it, feel, it almost feels like an anime thing right now where it's like, okay, look hard into your flashbacks. Okay, did you see how we're going to be able to figure out where <laughs> Goldfinger is? Come on, is there any information in this? <laughs> 
any just focus really hard on your PTSD. Saigon. 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 <laughs> no wait, someone play the doors. <laughs> no wait, you weren't in Vietnam. <laughs> it's almost starting to sound like that new Call of Duty game. It literally there's a part where like like you know you think you're in Vietnam and after a while they're like, actually no, we implant those memories of Vietnam. Yeah, I know. I had to live them for thirty years, so you'd be fucking lucky you only had to live them for six weeks. <laughs> and then they end up breaking out of MI of the MI six just because, like, you know, well, we still want to finish this mission. And I kind of like this whole panel because, like, you know, they're going around like, all right, go back to your rooms now, kids. You know, you're grounded still. And then they end up breaking out of there. And then we just see like uh, this action scene happen. Mm-hmm. And then it just cuts to like the fucking intern coming into M's office, like, um, sir. Oh yeah, you wouldn't believe um uh, yeah oh Bond and the odd job fellow and Ariel. Oh she's oh, is it me or is it hot in here? You know, <laughs> it's literally the minimum wage job guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just that thing like oh god, I don't want to have to answer to old M. You know, God, if he kills me, he's gonna put me in a clown outfit and tell my parents that like <laughs> I was in the circus doing blow and sucking cock. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we found him what can we say an elephant's trunk was up his ass <laughs> I don't judge what kids are into these days he some peanuts up there and he he, <laughs> he didn't take into the, the account of the strength of an elephant which I don't know he's in the circus he, he ran away to the circus so clearly he wasn't the brightest kid <laughs> yeah or let me say he cartwheeled his way to the circus <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, okay, so Bond and Odd Job and Area, they, like, sneak back down. They're like, we're going to take fucking revenge, you know what I mean? Like, we got our, like, white suits on. We can figure this out. Yeah. He's got a book out of the loony bin. So, I mean, you, you know they're right, because, you know, it's like, it's 007. And it's not like suddenly it's going to be like, oh, it was all in his mind or whatever. But it does look kind of like, you know, just like, we got to save the world, guys. We're going to save the world. They're all, like, in white suits and shit. Like, <laughs> like yeah, because it sounds like it's going gonna, it's gonna to almost be like that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie towards the end. You just realize, like, oh, Shutter yeah, Island. Yeah. he's fucking the crazy one inside there. I'll, I'll say this. I don't want to get on a whole tangent, but something about that movie that threw me off when we were watching it was watching Mark Ruffalo, that whole movie, like, what do we do, boss? It's like, dude, you look... I mean, maybe you're about the same age, but you look a lot older than him, and you look a lot taller than him. You're like, oh, gee, Williger's boss, I don't know about this! <laughs> so it comes to the ending that he's actually, like, his doctor playing cosplay with him. It's like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to make sense now, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we. But, um, I guess when we get yeah. to the island, that's where, like... I think, actually, that's where Aria finally kills that scientist guy, because the guy goes to press the button, and it's like, oh... Didn't, didn't fucking work out. He's like doing some weird ass strut though. He has his head cocked in a weird way. His arms out like, oh, like he's doing some trying David Bowie pose or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is pretty odd. But then I guess as it kind of goes well, off, that's a nitpick. But yeah, we go back to Goldfinger, and this is like the Goldfinger. Like he's just down there with like, it's just this picture's like, oh, gold. And he brings in like this, like I don't know, like this British bloke-looking gangster guy, and he's like, he's like, "Hey, check out my cool gold ring." I just got rings. off the set of a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> yeah, like I got these fucking awesome set of rings, and they're gold. And Goldfinger's like, "Gold? 
I love gold. Pulls out this axe. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Just chops his hand off. He's like, oh, I'm making it pure again. I do like that idea of that. Just some guy. He's just interviewing people like, all right, how are you going to do that? We just, I just want some gold. Just sees the rings and all that. Just like, oh, he'll do anything. You just see him grab an axe. And he's like, oh, how about you? Well, first he offers to buy those off. He's like, oh, I'm so fat. I probably can't even get these rings off. Like, oh, I got a solution. You hear him pulling up an axe and the guy's like laughing. And then you see his hand being put into like the smelter. And you see the hand burn away to nothing to there's just gold left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it just it, it ends with the last line that guy ever said was, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what you're going to fucking do? With, ah! like, yeah. I mean, honestly, we, we have to say it's a good thing that fucking Goldfinger wasn't alive during the Holocaust. It's just well, this one. Oh Jesus! Jesus Christ! Would that guy have too much of a field day? He'd just be like, I'm looking for gold, gold. I mean, there's literally <laughs> a splash panel where he's like, he's like grabbing gold, putting it to his chest, to his heart, like he's saying the pledge of allegiance, while like touching some other gold. Be like, yeah, stroking that gold, <laughs> he and he's just, just circled by down. fucking gold bars, just like, oh, yeah. I mean, you guys miss me? Uh, I know you did. Here, come over here. Let me let me scratch the back. Daddy's back. Scratch the back of your neck a bit. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, you guys want to get naked? Yeah, so do I. I just like to imagine that as, like, one single shot, like, from this kind of angled kind of view looking down and just him, like, waddling around that, that whole, like, vault with his pants down around his ankles <laughs> saying that shit. It just cuts, like, after a while, a guy on the outside, oh, I got a message delivered. No, no, no. Don't disturb Mr. Goldfinger when he's inside his playroom. Is that what you call it? No, that's what he calls it. <laughs> I'm not gonna You see like the uh, Fisher Price like font he has like Goldfinger's Playroom and gold of course like above the vault. <laughs> he was gonna call it Play Place but McDonald's was gonna sue and you know he, you don't even he doesn't has enough gold to pay that off. No, yeah, he he does. And he realized that those golden arches aren't real gold. Believe me, he tried to melt a lot of them down. <laughs> it took him a while before he realized that not everything in life that's that looks gold is gold. It was a turf war between him and Ronald. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you think they get along because they both love gold and they're both gingers, but no, it didn't happen that way. <laughs> Just anyway, back to Bond. Yeah, back, back to Bond. <laughs> back to Bond. Kind of get, getting out of his like, you know, psych ward. And they uh, like Arya goes on like a big like makes a broadcast like okay to everybody who's a, who has one of these implants, you're free of the implants. We just basically. Destroy that whole system. So, if you help us, or you want to escape, fine. But if you get in our way, we will kill you. And then you see two guys whose implants got broken down, and they just kind of look at each other, and uh, Goldfinger is just like, huh, alright. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so that's how we're going to fucking play it now, I see. And then that's where we finally do get back to that. They start, they sail back out to like that. Uh, I think they realize that Goldfinger's off on that island that's outside of San Francisco that's built on God knows what. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. way out there. Like, oh, you know, the, the island that for some reason America lets live that doesn't pay fucking taxes. <laughs> that, that's, that. And apparently there's there's tourists going there. Like, look, kids, dolphins. <laughs> like if you're going to a independent island of america where like elon musk and jeff bezos go just to hang out you think you would not be surprised by dolphins or porpoises you think you'd be like dude we're all gonna like fuck a robot when we get there right <laughs> that person's like i'm gonna fuck a dolphin 
<laughs> just jumps off. You this can sh- do that too. You have the money for it. Oh well, I'm already in the water. Just, just leave me here. It's all. I- <laughs> There's nothing more in life past this. It's all going to be just downhill. I'm gonna I'm gonna live with the dolphins from now on and become one of them. I will be their their porpoise buddy. Let me see how tight that blowhole is. <laughs> oh shit! You see how tight my blowhole is? Oh oh god! <laughs> It's like that episode of King of the Hill. <laughs> It'd be funny if that, that was the distraction that fucking Bond used to be like, okay, they're distracted now. <laughs> but, like, okay, if we flip them over the railing just the right time, that do- those two dolphins will gangbang them, and people will watch. Like, hey, honey, honey, take, take a selfie with the kids. This guy's getting fucked by a dolphin. <laughs> Just be like, like, who doesn't want to see that? Well, they even use, they still use that same line. They're like, well, I guess us. And they're like, let's go on. We'll take these fuckers out right now. Hey, they've seen worse shit on National Geographic on Disney Plus. All right, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you should see that they put that stuff on there, but they won't put the next Die Hard movies just because they own you know 20th Century Fox. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway, oh look, look, he's crying for help. <laughs> oh, the sea is such a magical place. Exactly. But boom, they get to this island here and whatnot, and then, um... I can't remember exactly what they do when they get to this island. It almost feels like they're here. They go to look for Goldfinger. They they kind of get around him. He's like, hey, found my, my play place down they, here. They take the place of the people they killed on the boat. Oh, that's and, right. Because they're meeting up. They're meeting up with a director. They're basically going to, um... They're going to, to like look around and basically point out the weaknesses and their security and all that. But the plan was just to you know kill people and destroy the whole place once they got there. So now they're there and they're also I think I'll be honest, this is where it moves a little faster. Like they drop a lot of information on you, but they keep it. It still moves fast. A lot of action. So I'm not gonna lie. This is where some some more of the finer details kind of got by me a little bit. Yeah, when well, this guy gets in there, there's explosives and guns firing and so on. And like that security guard guy's like, oh, no, nobody fucking tells me anything. I mean, I'm just in charge of this island. You know, there's a lot of money flowing through here. You think security would be important, but you know how rich people are. <laughs> Any place they could, you know, cut someone off, they're gonna do it. And uh, that's me. So, uh, yeah. and I think well, they have a collection of skulls since they go by a certain area. So I think it's like. This guy is already in some shady shit, and there's already shady shit going on on the island. Yeah. And then even just, like, also, like, weird fucking, like, you know, like, Goldfinger comes up. He's like, hi, I'm a hologram, just like Star Wars. Like, you can't defeat me, Mr. Bond. And then even, like, fucking jetpack guys come out and start blowing the shit up and whatnot, shooting rockets and so on. And I love how Bond even pulls a fucking moment from, um, or maybe it's odd job, it actually technically does it, but, like, from fucking Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes, when they shoot a fucking rocket at him, and he literally does, like, a backflip and kicks <laughs> it out of the fucking way. <laughs> that was all I thought. I was like, dude, like, that, you know that part that everybody flipped a bitch on when, like, Twin Snakes came out? Like, this is so fucking unrealistic. You know what I mean? Like, oh, here, here it fucking is again. My only thing with that is it's not that I'm, like... It, it, it's not that like oh it's so unrealistic because Metal Gear Solid's unrealistic. Yeah, that's what I but mean. it's but but it seems weird that like he's like running up walls and doing all that shit, but you can't do that shit in the game. You know what I mean? Th- that that was more the thing. Like if there was the oh punch a missile button, then like okay cool. But the thing is, it doesn't do that, so that's why it just seems a little out of place. Like if I could do this shit all the time, you think? Plus, there's one where he like jumps off like a 
piece of debris, like, there's a backflip, jumps off a piece of debris, then fires another missile, or, like, jumps off a missile, like, in, like, total, like, Mario, like, it's a bullet bill or some shit. <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. It, 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 well, it is, like, yeah, it's all those ones, I guess, it's all those things, I guess it'd be even weirder if you saw Sam Fisher do that, but... <laughs> That's why Solid Snake's better than Fanfish. Yeah, because he, 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 he can fucking kick a missile out in midair. <laughs> you know? Shit, but so can Oddjob right here, too. So I, I guess, you know, we all do good there. I almost want to say Bond did something like that, too. Because I saw, felt like it happened, like, twice almost. Yeah, Bond just fucking, like, like kind of big boots it up. And then Oddjob, like, <laughs> does a backflip kick or whatnot. Who's the Steve Jobs looking motherfucker again? Oh, uh, like, like there's like that, like it's like Steve. It's like almost like if Steve Jobs, like, oh, Steve Jobs didn't die. We just took him to this island because it seems like that's how it feels right here. <laughs> well, it's, it's he's all turtlenecked out. He has the beard. He has the glasses. He has the same type of hair. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's like running away from some like guy, like pointing a gun at him and whatnot. I, I feel like that that was the main guy that was sort of sent there to be in charge. And I literally think it's supposed to be kind of like a Steve Jobs guy, like. Hey, Steve faked his death and didn't want to pay taxes, so. <laughs> I do like we're at the point now, we can be like, because when he dies, like, oh my god, everyone, Steve Jobs died. I'm like, we're at the point, like, you know, fuck Steve Jobs. I like we're at that point again. I mean, he made Breakout for Atari, but mostly that was more Steve Wozniak, so. <laughs> I like how that's always, like, my go-to is, like, that's on his tombstone. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, funny, because everybody else, like, when they think Steve Jobs, they're like, oh, man, I think of, like, all these Apple products and so on like that, I'm like, I always think Breakout on Atari. Like, I know that's, like, the weirdest one to go, like, that's the one? Like, well, I mean, he did something. <laughs> he programmed it as, like, a dirty hippie and then said, like, well, this is going to be a lot of work. I'll get my friend Steve Wozniak and give him, like, some beer money and, like, you know, a pack of Doritos. <laughs> it's like the idea of that. It's, it's like, on his grave, he just says, he, well, he programmed Breakout. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Or I guess he technically didn't program regular. I think the, the the goal from Nolan Bushnell was like, hey, the mo- the more chips you can remove to save me fucking money, uh, I'll give you like four hundred dollars a chip or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, like that's Steve right. Wozniak removed like seventy two of them and got like yeah. twenty bucks. <laughs> and he then when he heard that story years later, he cried not because he felt like he was out of the money, but he I, I heard that I heard that I don't know if that's true. Maybe Wozniak. I'm not a fucking pussy. I never cried, but um, <laughs> I heard something like later years later when he heard that story, he cried not because that like he took he he's like I was short that money because like Steve lied to me. Uh, yeah, well, because yeah, because Nolan's like, dude, what'd you do with all that money you got? <laughs> would you bang, bang a bunch of hookers with it? That's what I would have done. <laughs> Atari. I, I still want to see, like, the fucking Atari movie, because I feel like the Atari... You could do, like, an Atari, like, movie, and I bet you would feel just like The Wolf of Wall Street. Maybe not nearly as intense, but it would still be cool. And it feels like it's that same way, just, you know, that 1970s business style that everybody's, like, you know, working hardcore, drinking beer, smoking pot, smoking cigarettes, you know. We'd probably need that... Um, you'd probably... I'm just trying to think of, like, a very re- revered director who also like would have be fun martin scorsese i don't think would give a shit about atari but but even though it'd be a lot like one of his movies but like i think maybe you know like a ryan johnson maybe (laughs) sorry that's so funny martin scorsese would not give a shit about atari well i guess that'd be like a lot of his movies (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking. He, like, oh, well, what's a Martin Scorsese movie like? Well, it's like it's like a guy who doesn't give a shit about Atari. That's that's what Goodfellas is about. Well, no, not really, but it has that feel to it. No, that, that's what that's what I thought of when I, when I was watching Gangs of New York. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Three hours, not one fucking Atari. <laughs> this guy must just fucking hate Atari or something. What? Fuck the fact that it takes place in 1860 or whatever. <laughs> what an ass. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you probably, someone like him or Christopher Nolan probably wouldn't give a shit about that. So you probably, well, even though I know there's a big generational gap there, but still I think that neither of them, I think you need a director who probably is nostalgic enough for it, but at the same time probably someone who... You know, maybe around the right age for that. So I'd say Ryan Johnson probably, but that's just the first name that comes to mind in that area. But there's probably more than that. Yeah, and that maybe the guy. Maybe the guy. That's one of those weird ones that you probably could actually even use somebody even older than that because. Oh, Kevin Smith, even probably even Kevin Smith. Yeah, like you know, I mean, because it's like you kind of forget how long ago that was, but it's like, you know, that's like, shit. That's this, you know, the '70s. I mean, you. Someone, you know, kind of around that, you know, maybe just a little bit younger than Martin Scorsese would almost be the person who might, like, appreciate that time period more. But yeah, you never know unless you... Oh, you know what? Oh, uh, one more. Actually, one more. Uh, I forgot I forget his name, but the guy who directed... Um, I just heard him in an interview on Kevin Smith's show one time. Um, Juno, thank you for smoking. He's like the... Uh, he's the son of the director of the first Ghostbusters. And he was actually doing that Ghostbusters... The official Ghostbusters sequel this was supposed to come out this year. The Max Landis guy? Oh, no, wait. Not Max Landis. No, no. Um, no, I forget this dude's name, but he, he did he did a bunch of good movies. He did Up in the Air, Thank You for Smoking, Tully, uh, Juno, um, and he's he has that, uh, he has that uh, Ghostbusters re, uh, reboot coming, or sequel coming out, and I don't... But it was supposed to come out already, but, you know, mm-hmm. COVID, so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that guy would do a good Atari movie, I bet. Anyway, back to this. Uh, Goldfinger looking like a fucking chimpanzee in a shower with, that's all played a gold. I love it also like a scene of just Goldfinger just like, I'm just taking a shit on my gold toilet. <laughs> like you just like, oh, a, yeah. like a scene you would expect to be like, oh, you know, that, remember that scene where Goldfinger sitting on the gold toilet taking a shit, like looking at fucking gold and jerking off? You're like, what? Oh, yeah, never mind. That, that's a comic book, not the, not the Sean Connery movie. Well, it's also kind of like, how can we make him, how can we make you, make you hate him more is kind of what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, just like everything's gold. You know, he's just like, oh, gold. Oh, my cell phone's gold. Oh, my, my calves are gold. Oh, there's gold. Oh, I'm back in the play place again. And then Bond's like, "Yo, fuck your play." <laughs> I, I like how he like 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 this. He gets like the call. He's like, "Hey, Bond, guess where I'm at?" Be like, "You should play, place." How'd you know? Fucking fist comes out. <laughs> just bam. He did kind of just like Dark Knight his way in there. There's that whole part when like Joker's in the interrogation room and he's behind him. Like, how long was he standing in that room in the shadow, just waiting to slam his head down? So he's like, "How long was he waiting there?" Just like. Waiting for him to pick up his phone, like shit. He answered his phone in the other room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, that's how I think about those kind of moments. Like you have it all planned out, but what what it like changes on you and whatnot. And then it's like, no, there's blood on my gold. It's like, Bond's just like it's not pure anymore. Just starts fucking yeah. peeing on it. Be like, no, stop it, you, stop it, not the impurities. He says, like the world is filth, but gold, gold is clean. <laughs> and right there, and then you know. Not any longer. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's weird. It's like it literally just pretty much ends like that. Be like, okay, Goldfinger, throw him in the back of a police van, and uh, done. And then we have like a like says. Um, then basically, it just I think there's somebody that looms in. Like there's someone else out there. And I think they showed this dude a second earlier, but they show this picture of like this sort of montage picture of like James and Money Penny posing, and then Arya and uh, Lee holding together like, oh, it all planned out. Now we can go on our honeymoon or whatever. And then just the road going down like this country road of like Jim Croce should be playing or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like one of those ones. It's like shit looks like the start of fucking like Wrong Turn or something. <laughs> yeah, and that's this book. Um, I like this one. Um, I was probably more into the first one. I think maybe there's some maybe really important information that's going to come up in like later volumes or something. I feel like you probably could have condensed some of the information of this one and maybe made it one like kind of a little bit of a longer book. You know, maybe like uh, like because what this one? It's like twelve issues, but you probably could have condensed it to like eight and just made it kind of like a real thick graphic novel, maybe. Yeah, like an eight or nine issue graphic novel, and uh, just kind of streamline it a little bit but at the same time I, I found both these stories interesting i wouldn't mind reading more of these 007 dynamite comics that go along just because i just because i think it's streamlined doesn't mean it wasn't fun or entertaining i just think it could have just been a little like i don't know just a little quicker on some stuff but no it was it was an enjoyable book i did like this one it's this sounds weird you know what it, it kind of feels like if they did like hey we're gonna do like a, a golden or not gold but a gold finger retelling made for tv movie like it has like that kind of feel to it you know like hey it's not as big or grand in some spots yeah because you know the, the weird thing about it is yeah is it feels kind of like it, it's a comic book but it feels like the budget's like less if, if that makes any sense the concept of an island i mean you got dudes in like robot jetpacks coming in looking like they work for cobra command or something but um beyond those guys you are you are i guess you are on that cool like island but um oh yeah and i forgot I guess there, there was that uh, for a minute, but there's that big plot the whole point of like the san francisco or the off the san francisco island thing is that goldfinger was going to release nerve gas on there to make his gold worth more money that was like the major plot point of the whole thing is that if he because there's a lot of other stuff there that's yeah because right, yeah. and, and that's just kind of the same thing of like the nerve gas or whatever that like pussy galore drops out of the planes of her like you know pussy's flying party or whatever the heck it was called um <laughs> I can't he had a name like that and like the original Goldfinger, like, you know, overall like uh Fort Knox and what have you. But um but yeah, that was the whole thing is he was gonna kill like evil Steve Jobs out there and then um you know, that that would make his gold worth more or maybe because everybody'd be like everybody's be like, Steve was wrong, gold was right, we're so sorry, Goldfinger. He wanted to have us That's invest right. in Bitcoin. <laughs> 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 we say fuck the nerds fuck the nerds <laughs> fuck the nerds we should have believed you all along that gold would always retain its value doesn't matter what year it is <laughs> yeah this uh yeah I, I forgot about that part um it was still like i said still fun i i think that um i guess it's also maybe correct me if i'm wrong and hardcore 007 fans are gonna get furious when i ask this but Goldfinger is Roger Moore, right? No, that's John Connery. It's Sean Connery. That, that's like the that's the third 007 movie. Is if you disinclude the original American one, um, it's the third Bond movie in that kind of series, and that's the one that's always kind of like I think 
for like if you know if you were like a kid like I was just thinking of like our parents and so on like in the sixties and what have you like that movie was all I think was the one just really stuck out a lot it was just like oh shit here's Bond the movies are you know this is the third one they've gotten so big it's kind of like you know it's like it's like the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade or like Return of the Jedi almost of like that time period you know it's like people are so fucking amped and it's like oh shit but like in this one's like dude they introduce him to the Aston Martin he's battling this guy you know odd job and so on like all these things just started kind of coming to play you know that made it feel real grandeur and not just like i guess like kind of like a regular spy movie but just to like almost like the over the top thing because that's how i I remember oh yeah go ahead. i was just gonna say because that was the ones like like back in the day i used to remember like because my dad would always be like hey throw goldfinger on throw goldfinger on so i watched like the living daylights out of it and then like i hadn't watched it in like 10 plus years until like i got the blu-ray set and i was like because just I just saw it so many times, you know, just one of those ones where it's like, oh, okay, Dad, we'll watch this one again. You, you, you sure you don't want to watch one of the Timothy Dalton ones or one of those odd ones? <laughs> On Her Majesty's Secret Service? Yeah. I love that one. Nobody else seems to. License to Kill? Yeah. Um, no, um, this one right here, well, it's actually not Goldfinger itself. I don't really, I remember liking it, and I don't remember the whole thing of it. I remember Pussy Glore. And I remember, um, did she also have her sidekicks, Bambi and Thumper, those two, like, Amazon ladies that just, like, knocked the shit out of them for a scene or two? Is that a Goldfinger? Or that's Roger Moore. I think that's a Roger Moore movie. Yeah. I think something, uh, something uh, about Goldfinger, I think that character just sounds like a Roger Moore villain to me. I don't I don't know why, but just something about him hmm. seems very Roger Moore-ish. Um, well, there's also there's also the part where, I thought she had, like, some sidekicks. That, like, well, she, she, has, she has the pussy, whatever, her flying... Her, her like Fox Force Five. I can't remember what the fuck they're called, but like, you know, she has her team. The flying Circus, yeah, yeah. The f- and then there's also, and she ends up helping Bond out later in the movie. Yeah, um, because and then I'm trying to think. There was well, Bond, like, like uh, you know, something. throws her this into is, this like, a, part where, like a barn. It's just like that's all she needed. <laughs> it's not like those ones. Like once you met a real man, you know, then then, then she'll be fixed right up. She she's needed the first 15 minutes out of. Clint Eastwood's High Plains Drifter. That's all she really needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, um, what was I going to say? Um, something about the, about, uh, Goldfinger, the original. Wasn't there, um, I remember the scene. Isn't there, like, a girl working independently from Bond? Bond's working with her for a minute, and then Oddjob kills her, and around that same time, she's, uh, he's brought into the, uh, into Goldfinger's whole lair with it, with him, with her, him or something like that? Yeah, that's when they're, like, in Austria and whatnot, and, like, the, kind of, okay. like, the beforehand, there's that part where the, she's driving, like, the Mustang and whatnot, and Bond's, like, chasing after her, and then she, you know, she starts driving faster and faster. Of course, Bond just, like, literally runs her off the fucking road, and she, like, <laughs> I always just about thinking she, like, he, like, runs her off the road at, like, 80 miles per hour, maybe that fast, but, but it's, like, sped up you know, camera footage. And then, like, she just, like, slams her head on the fucking steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Now quit being a stupid bitch and help me kill this Austrian. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, they have to just be in Austria at that time. But... Let's kill this fucking Kraut. <laughs> was he German? I thought he was German. Uh, actually, I think he sort of is, but, like, they explain something in there. It's just like, oh, yeah, but, you know, he, he changed, you know, he he's lived in England and went to Swiss Oxford or, or whatever the hell he did. He's like, that's why he's kind of got the yeah. English Goldfinger accent. Maybe I'm remembering more gold member. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, right gold member, he's from I, Holland. I feel bad. Well, I know that, um, we, uh, 
I, I, I advertised the first episode on Instagram. I saw like a James Bond page, liked it. So if they go like, let's listen to this one, and now they're like, this guy doesn't know fucking shit. <laughs> yes, I was about to be like, oh, here's that guy asking the silly fucking questions again. <laughs> it's like, it's like, wait, uh, 007, he, his favorite drink was always Heineken, wasn't it? Didn't he always like Heineken? Didn't Tom Cruise play 007 in like five of those movies? Yeah, yeah, there's one where he's having like a kung fu fight on a motorcycle and Mich- and like a Limp Biscuit plays. <laughs> and like, wh- in Metallica, yeah. Yeah, you know, one of those things, but, uh, well, let's see about 007, though. There's, there's always so much 007 stuff that, like, I feel like... I mean, like, I don't know, even my entire life I've, like, watched 007, played the games and all that kind of stuff. But, like, you know, when you got, like, 80-something-plus stories, like, when you all kind of all said and done, you add up the movies and you add up the games and you add up the extra stories and the comics and whatnot, like, it does become kind of overwhelming. I will say my intro to 007, because I always knew of, when I was when I was a kid, I knew of, like, spy shit, like, dudes in suits and shooting guns. And I knew there was a movie called Goldfinger, and then a video game came out about that video game, and I played the game before I saw the movie. The Goldeneye? Oh, Gold, did I say Goldeneye? Yeah, I meant yeah. Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye. And um, I'm like, this game's amazing. I kind of want to watch the movie. Then I watched the movie, and then my dad's like, oh, you like James Bond? I'm like, oh, you like James Bond, too? I've like, I've, I've known James Bond since you were before, before you were even fucking born. Like, what? wait, what? And then I find out there's like... So many James Bond movies have been happening for years. I'm like, oh shit! And then, like, anytime there's like a Bond movie on, I'd watch it. And you know, it would, you know. Um, as time went on, though, I was kind of like, which one is which? And I, I, I only kind of like, I don't really collect them all. Like, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a, a uh, what's a casual Bond fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I like majority of the movies I see, and if a Bond movie's coming out, I want to see it. But I'm not going to remember every villain. I'm not going to remember every... I don't really have the drive to go out and see every single one. But if there's one on, I'd like to check it out, you know? Yeah. Like, for me, I will say, like, 007 is in, like, my top five favorite of, like, anything. Kind of. Like, that's always... It's, I think it's one of the ones, like, it goes back so far for me. It's, like, one of those ones that, like... You know, like, almost like the you know same time, like, you know, you kind of see Star Wars. Like, I saw, like, fucking 007 and whatnot. So it's, like, it's been with me, like, my whole life. And then even just kind of growing up, I always just had certain friends, too, that were just, like, super fucking into, like, 007 and Bond. So, like, we literally had, like, you know, that Bond, bonding moments. <laughs> like, we were like, hey, dude, you got the fucking 007 set on VHS? Sweet, dude. And then be like, oh, dude, I got the fucking 007 sets on DVD. And then you just keep kind of going up and so on. You just kind of have marathons that sometimes some people don't understand how you can watch those movies so many times. But I find a way a couple times a year. (laughs) Wasn't there, like, something really confusing where they would, like, do a... They, like, go buy the movies and sets and you think it's going to be chronological. But it's kind of like, here's two Sean Connerys, one Roger Moore... One Timothy, when um, um Timothy uh, Dalton, Timothy mm-hmm. Dalton, am I trying to? Yeah, Timothy Dalton, and then one Pierce Brosnan and one Daniel Craig. Like you buy these like six or seven, eight, six to eight movies, and they would just be kind of jumbled in there. So you'd have people being like, "Oh, I really want um a View to a Kill, but I don't want uh like Die Another Day or something." I fucking love Die Another Day. I don't care what anybody says, but um, no, yeah, I'm just speaking hypothetically. But I remember, I remember that was a thing though because. 
we had a we had we had a friend that was really into 007, but he didn't want to buy those packs like that because he didn't really want it that way or something like that. Well, the original 007 sets, like on DVD, when those came out, those box sets, because I remember that was like that was such a huge deal. Anyways, I think it was almost like it's like 40th anniversary Bond, the special edition DVDs, you know, so you're getting all these cool, you know, special features and so on. But the very first set, it's like it's almost like they did the thing because there's three sets and like they just sort of split them up. I guess, just to kind of give you, like, hey, here's, like, a taste of Bond, maybe if you just wanted to casually dip in there. But they didn't release them all at once. They came out kind of, like, like almost like a Star Wars style, where it's like, okay, we're going to slowly release it or something like that. But um, the first one, I think, was Dr. No, Goldenfinger, Goldeneye, um, T- it had Tomorrow Never Dies, which I always thought was kind of like, that was the one that was kind of odd in there. It had Man the Golden Gun. No, not Man the Golden Gun. Yeah, Man the Golden Gun. Um, Spy Who Loved Me, and then License to Kill. Those were the seven ones that came in the original set. So, what was the last book that they made a movie off of, other than Casino Royale? Um, I think there's eleven or twelve Bond books. I want to say For Your Eyes Only. Okay, okay. Uh, so I, 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 I want to say when the Timothy Dalton one started coming. I, I actually, I almost want to say a view to view to a kill might be the first one that wasn't based off a book. Okay, because I want to say I, because I, I, I didn't think Goldeneye was the first one not based on a book, but I was wondering what if, you know. So um, sometimes there's weird things yeah. where like, like it's like, like some of that stuff kind of actually comes from some of the books that they just didn't use, or like there's like there's a chapter I, can't, I think it's an octopusy the book. I could be wrong. It could be in another one. Well, maybe it's in one of the other ones, but it's like it's called Quantum of Solace, or it's in the short stories. Oh. I take that back. There's there's one of those books that has like three short stories, and I almost want to say it's the Octopussy one, but it's, it's just been so long since I read the books. But I, me- I remember just as a kid, be like, "Oh, Quantum of Solace? What the fuck? Like they didn't just pull that that name out of their butt." It does seem. Or kind I guess of not as a kid. Name, that, that was a little bit later, but still, you know. But yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, but um, what was I gonna say? Um. <laughs> Something about Bond, obviously. Um, oh, it's escaping me. Whatever. But yeah, okay. But yeah. But yeah, this Bond comic I think is really fun. I think one of those ones, like I think the Dynamite ones, I don't think they're all necessarily super connected. I think some of these series might be, and I think some of the series do their own thing. Some of the series are connected to the movies. You know, I think it might be kind of a jumble of where they all kind of go, you know. But uh, it'd be fun to read some more of them later down the line. You know, there looks like some cool stuff. I think that... That 007 origin one, really, like, it's based on, like, hey, it's Bond in World War Two, you know, so it's based off, like, the almost, like, the book's Bond. That sounds pretty sweet. That might be a fun one to do right there at some point, yeah. Um, hopefully we get, um, I remember, actually, I remember what I was going to ask now. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think there's people, I have not been looking, but I've just been overhearing, some people think that, remember how, um, when, um, Spectre was coming out? Uh-huh how they were going out of their way like oh my god oh my god i think i think the villain's gonna be blowfeld like it's not blow it's not blowfeld it's not blowfeld like okay <laughs> it's fucking blowfeld um do you think they're gonna do that with dr no for this movie because it's no time to die you know i don't know because I, I i haven't looked at anything more than just the movie trailer because it's that kind of thing that if i know i want to see a movie i don't care to really re- read anything about it like I, i'm already sold like you don't need to sell me on anything mm-hmm. else but, uh, and I haven't been looking into anything either. Just shit you over here, you know. I kind of hope it's not me personally. Like, it's one of those ones like Blowfield coming back. Okay, that kind of works and so on. But I do kind of feel like I don't. I just don't want Bond to get into the trend where they're just like, hey, let's just remake all our movies. Let's let's pull a fucking Disney. That that's the only thing I, I just don't want him to fall in that because I feel Bond's kind of 
it's it's fine that like you can kind of keep continuing stories and you don't always have to keep kind of remaking it. Now, granted, I I feel if they do it, it won't be necessarily a remake of Doctor No. It'll just happen to have Doctor No. It'll be like this Goldfinger comic, I guess, or this uh, James Bond comic we just read has Goldfinger in it. It's not necessarily like a remake of Goldfinger, but you know, it's kind of like here's this kind of different variation of it and so on. But um, I don't know. It might be that thing because, like, the idea because you know when Gold or when Doctor No was made, they, you know they just got like a British dude like playing an Asian man in it. <laughs> just squints his eyes really hard. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, um, well, they, they give him the squinty eye makeup. <laughs> I mean, I just like to think it's a guy just like almost closing his eyes the whole time. I mean, just getting, like, <laughs> like, that's like, as far like as method Eastwood, acting. Just like why is Clint Eastwood always squinting? You know, the sun always faces Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> it's nighttime. Even now. at night. Yeah, he could see around the earth. But, um, yeah, or, or they're just in like an updated version of them, you know, and that and, like, what, Inspector, they made them, like, they're, 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 like, they're, they're, like, um, orphan brothers or something like that, you know, but who knows, it's just, like, uh, yeah, well, we'll find out whenever, when I, if the, the movie Spectre ever comes out. Is, like, they literally gave it the Austin Powers 3 fucking storyline, like, you don't think too much of it, but, like, that's, like, remember how, like, that one ends where it's, like, oh, <laughs> they're brothers? Yeah, like, they're, they're kind of related, <laughs> I mean, like, I think that one's supposed to be kind of funny, like, I feel like the idea, like, that Bond is somehow Orphan Brothers with... I, th- I thought that was a little bit kind of... Like, that, that, that comes down to that thing that when they... Like, some people think they're really clever by trying to bring things in, like, it pretty much happens, like, on the same cul-de-sac. But to me, that always makes it feel very unrealistic because, I mean, like, a lot of fucking people out there. And in case we relate just to... Two, two guys fighting each other just happen to be related, like, a little too often, you know what I mean? I mean, shit. I'll, I'll even say, in yeah. Austin Powers, I still always thought that was still a weird way in that third movie. I'm always kind of like, I don't know, Doctor Evil and Austin Powers being like brothers. Eh, that's a little far fetched. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah, well, it's one of those things. Even even like that, it was like, what was it? He was adopted by Blofeld's family, and then later his parents died he blamed bond and became bad guy or being a bad guy or some shit or the kid was always fucked in the head and became christoph waltz when he grew up so you know um yeah you know yeah i mean it's, it's kind of I, I only saw that one once that was like of all the daniel craig ones that was the only one i was kind of like, eh, about you know yeah i mean like don't get me wrong i, I still like that bond and uh, the couple times i have watched it since theaters like i it, it kind of warmed up to me a little bit more but yeah I, I do kind of feel that that's probably like my least favorite of all the daniel craig ones but um yeah, I don't care. I'm looking forward to the new Bond no matter what. You know, I don't give a fuck. He could be brothers. Shit, they could be fucking gay brothers for all I care. It's like new 007. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Bond is back, and he's fucking his brother. <laughs> like, oh, Do we well, want to work on that tagline? No. Well, well, It's going to be trending in two seconds. Well, someone said that Bond couldn't fuck like a hot chick anymore, so he decided, like, fuck, he's going to fuck his brother. <laughs> That way we get the LGBTQ plus community as well as the Louisiana community. Cool. Yeah, that's. I guess the plus stands for the. Yeah, yeah, the Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, brother, fucking red on. Keep it in the family. <laughs> sorry, sorry to any listeners in Louisiana. But yeah, you know, yeah, because Louisiana's a very nice place. But um, my shit, shit, that'd be California too. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you go down the right back road in like uh, the two hundred nine area. That definitely some brother fucking's going on. Shit, you go down the wrong back road in fucking San Francisco. I bet you there's some brother fucking going on. Some, they call it artsy down there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just 
because it has just because they have eye just because they have eye shadow while they do it or whatever. And yeah, yeah, one of those things. Someone's wearing like a pheasant mask or some shit. They call it it's like an art project or whatever. It's like, so that's where Bond shows up. He's like, none of this. We're gonna blow it up from here. I'm like, Bond, you brought the nerve gas with you. He's like, I'm taking care of this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, check out those Bond books from Dynamite. They're fun stuff. Uh, it's a good way to kind of if you need more Bond in life and you don't got enough new stuff. Well, there's always comic books you probably missed out on. So go check those bad boys out. But till then, go to oldmanorange.com. Podcast on books like Pizza Boys, old animations, and all that fun stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks.